Hello and welcome to this edition of Big Fish Small Pod. As always, if you're new to the Big Fish Small Pod, we like to give you all the information about the Marlins in 10 minutes or less. And here is another episode of my five-part series talking to members of the Miami Marlins community. And today we might have the youngest one, but he's might be the brightest one compared uh as of late, Ryan Schlesinger. Ryan, it is so great to have you on. Definitely a top prospect uh, in the Marlins community. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm not feeling too high on the Marlins right now like everyone is. So I'm nervous, but there's still some stuff to talk about as we're about uh, a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah, and with the Marlins, the minimal amount of moves, or not even to say minimal, none of the moves I mean, in terms of signing major league free agents um, Ryan, what would you what would you take from this maybe off season for the fish? Um, a lot of small trades, but it looks like it's more focused on retooling the team as well as changing the personnel in the front office. Yeah, I definitely like the front office change, fl- flipping the entire front office and rebuilding the entire front office and focusing on analytics and developing because that's been their biggest problem. I know they have one of the smallest analytics departments. And they have not developed very well in the past few years, going from a top five farm system to a bottom five, maybe bottom three, maybe even the worst farm system in baseball right now. Um, But then on the major league signing side of things, I mean, they got Christian Bethencourt. Looks like he's going to be splitting time behind the plate with Nick Fortes. And they got Vidal Brujan, who it looks like could get some time at shortstop uh, in the major leagues. People aren't really talking about that anymore, just too minor transactions, both were trades. And overall, going into the offseason, once we found out that they were going to retool and they weren't supposed to do much, I was honestly fine with that. But the problem is they're not doing anything to add. If they were to retool, maybe trade Lazardo, but sign, let's say, an old pitcher, sign a bat like Jock Peterson for not too much, who could still give you 15 to 20 home runs, something like that. J.D. Martinez would have been... Uh, a big plus, that's someone that I wanted, but they're not doing any of that. They're not signing anyone, not even a random relief pitcher for <laughs> 2 or $3 million. They're not doing anything. So that's been the most frustrating part about it for me. But the whole retooling thing, I'm on board with it. I just want maybe two or three signings of players who are somewhat cheap, but still just sign some guys, just add to the team. That's the bare minimum. Yeah, it could go any way. Just what position, if the Marlins were to say to make, to make some sort of trade, maybe – get someone in terms of spring training, some invite. Is there like, what position do you think the Marlins should maybe focus on? Should it be starting pitching? Cause they're not going to have Sandy. You might need a back end guy. The shortstop we've all heard of. Is it another catcher? Just what position do you think the Marlins should focus on? Let's say they do make one signing. Yeah, I think for one signing, what I would want would just be starting pitching because obviously you need starting pitching and they're not really doing anything to add to that. I get that they're going to be, hopefully fully healthy going into opening day, but we saw them run out of pitching last season. You're going to be without Sandy. And really the only three guys who you can rely on going into the season, barring any trades late into the off season, Lazardo, Garrett and Yuri now, but Yuri's going to be on an innings limit. Garrett and Lazardo are now completely off limits or off any type of pitch restriction since they reached career highs by a long shot last season. So you can pretty much rely on two guys and then also hopefully rely on Yuri, but who knows when he's going to get injured. So yeah, I definitely say starting pitching. You have guys who you can 
bet on. You have Edward Cabrera, who looks promising if he could cut down his walk rate, at least, or at least just put it in half like what Tanner Scott did. And he went from being a, just like Edward Cabrera, who had great stuff, but had so much walk issues. And then Tanner Scott became one of the best relief pitchers in baseball last season, if not the best, just not enough save opportunities. And then you have Trevor Rogers, who's had a ton of injuries the past two seasons, ever since his 2021 campaign, where he nearly won NL rookie of the year. And then you have Max Meyer, who's coming off Tommy John. So yeah, just a ton of question marks overall. I would, I would have loved to see them sign just a random starting pitcher for five to $12 million, one or two years. Like maybe a guy like Alex Wood who can just eat innings, but they're not even doing that. There's still a chance they could sign a guy like Alex Wood. He walked one. That was the only base runner that he allowed. And now it is Wood, a sinker, slider, changeup guy. And you can see his numbers there. And that is what makes him so filthy. Beatty gone on a slider. Just giving one example, he is still on the market. So I, I, I like them to do that, but it just doesn't seem like they are. Yeah, it's just a, a lot of question marks. Um, on that end, especially also offensively, like at maybe Vidal Bruhan, who's not who has not had the best major league career as of late. And you also have maybe Jake Berger, see if he can replicate another 30 home run season. Um, we haven't really seen that in a full season in the Marlins for uh, quite some time. And looking into 2024, Ryan, what players do you think uh, maybe need to step up and need to get to that next, the, that next level. Are there any players you're really keeping an eye on to see how they improve this season? Yeah, I would probably say the whole team, but in particular, Jazz, obviously, we know he could perform at a very high level as one of maybe a top 50, top 60 hitter in baseball. If he plays a full season, he can perform at the all-star level, and he was an all-star in 2022. Uh, but yeah, we've just been waiting to see at least at bare, at the bare minimum, 135, 140 games out of him and no lengthy IL stints. We haven't gotten that, but we know he could be a 35 for 35 guy, 30 for 30 guy if he plays over 155 games in a season. So I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on him because I know he's going to hit well. Just a question of if he can play at least three fourths of the season. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, I want to see if Jake Berger can replicate his success if he will say as a contact and power guy and hit 300 or somewhere near that 275 because he was hitting 300 when he came over to the Marlins compared to being a high strikeout and power guy with the White Sox. So I want to see if he returns to what he was in the first half with the White Sox in 2024, or if he uh, become it, or if he stays as his uh, second half post deadline Marlins self. And then I want Let's see if Josh Bell could replicate his success because that was weird. Bell was like a guy who is a good bat. He's not supposed to be a great player. He comes to Miami in August. He's just, he is raking right out of the gate. His numbers completely improved. So we'll see if he can do that in a full season. And then the last guy I would say is probably Jesus Sanchez because he has a ton of potential, but we saw him have a big homer drought, even though he has a lot of power in that bat when he connects. So I want to see if Sanchez could, improve his home run numbers, maybe 25 to 30 home runs in a full season. I would like that out of Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of guys there that, uh, that looked very improved and some of them to get, try the next level, stay healthy. And um, another question I had to ask you is a lot of rumors about trade talks, um, extensions, the two names that come to mind, Luzardo and Luis Arias. Do you think that maybe someone like Luzardo do you, do you believe that's someone that the Marlins should trade? What would you do in that situation? And then, of course, Arise, do you think it's more likely he gets traded 
or he signs a extension. Well, in a perfect world where the Marlins have more money, they would extend both of them, like what the Braves do to their to their homegrown guys. Arise isn't homegrown, neither is Lazardo, but they got Lazardo young into his career, and Arise is a possibly a franchise cornerstone. It's looking that way. Um, but I think realistically, I think Lazardo should or not should be. I'd I'd rather him stay, obviously, but I think it would make sense to trade Lazardo at this point. Uh, he has years of control left. This is where his value is the highest. And they've made it clear that they want to put an emphasis on rebuilding that farm system. So to do that, you would probably have to trade Lazardo. As for a rise, I want to keep a rise. So what I do in that scenario is you try your hardest to extend Luis Arise to at least a four or five year extension. Uh, I don't I don't see the point in trading Arise because I've heard people say this before and I'll repeat that. Arise is more valuable to the Marlins as he is compared to other teams uh, because other teams have that bat, that guy who can get on base consistently. The Marlins don't have that outside of Luis Arise. So yeah, I think you need to extend Luis Arise and then Trading Jesus Lazardo, I'd be fine with it. It would hurt to see him go, but they would get a massive package. And right now, if you were to trade him right this second, you would possibly get the biggest package you could get at any point in his career. So I I wouldn't be completely against it. Yeah, sometimes it's maybe better to do it one year too early rather than one year too late where you'll get half as many prospects, half as many assets compared to if you did it once a year year too early. And, And Ryan, the last question I wanted to ask you, uh, 2024, what, what's your prediction for the Marlins? Do they get into the playoffs, their win total, um, and maybe who's the breakout player? Well, I think the playoffs are definitely possible because everyone's emphasizing that Jorge Soler left. Uh, but you're also going to get a full season out of Berger and Bell, hopefully, unless they get traded at the deadline, of course, if things are going bad and they end up selling. That's a whole other conversation. But you're going to get those guys from for April and May, which you didn't get last season. They were went like 10 games above 500 without Berger and Bell at the all-star break. And then they had that losing streak. And then they just played around 500 ball for the rest of the season in August and September. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping is that the Marlins could compete with Berger and Bell in their lineup. And then I think also if jazz stays healthy, like I mentioned, then there is a world where the Marlins could hang in there, but I just don't see the playoffs right now with this roster, unless they were to add, uh, two or three more players to this major league team don't have to be great players, but just guys who can make this team better because pretty much anyone you sign could make this team better. Hey, maybe even take a chance on Tim Anderson, kind of a low risk, high reward signing. I haven't heard much about teams being interested in him. Maybe they'll grab him during spring training or right before spring training in February or March. Uh, so I see the Marlins, their ceiling right now with this roster is maybe. 77 to 79 wins, which probably wouldn't get you into the playoffs this season. Didn't get you in last year. It would have to be some miracle. And then their floor, I wouldn't say it is as low as some other people are saying, but maybe their floor around uh, 70 to 72 wins. Okay. So comfortably around the 70 win uh, range for the fish. Be really difficult to see them really get into uh, over 500. You're going to need another winning streak like they had last season. Um, see if they can do that. But Ryan, I want to thank you again for coming on, taking time out of your night to to talk a little fish, even though things may may seem a little bleak with a uh, no amount of signings right now. Yeah, thank you. Uh, appreciate it.